Hello once again, everybody. This is the Common Sense American, and midterms are just about over. I didn't do a podcast last week because I figured everybody would just be waiting for the results on a Wednesday, which is usually when I do the show. Um, but now it's time to really talk about it. And while I know a lot of you are probably a little disappointed and certainly skeptical, um, there there's a lot that needs to be talked about. And I would like to remind everybody um, that prior to voting, and for a lot of 2022, I had said that we needed to be careful about uh, what about Donald Trump in general, that I didn't think he was the best choice for uh, the next president, even though I it had nothing really to do with him, but everything to do with the environment, everything to do with how he was being demonized, as was all of his followers, and when all the powers that be are turning those people into second-class citizens, turning him into a monster, and pushing that at every possible level, from the youngest children in education all the way up, from you know social media, the, the mainstream media, uh, the, the Biden administration, Democrats in general, if you pay any attention at all, and all you're doing is looking at like mainstream sources, for much of the year, you will get the same message, which is that Trump is evil and anybody that follows him is dangerous. Now, obviously it's ridiculous and obviously it's not true, but that's irrelevant. And that was the point I've been trying to make for much of the year. Um, It doesn't matter that it's untrue. What matters is that a whole lot of people bought into it. And they were buying into it well before midterms began. So as bad as some of those candidates may have seemed, as uh, despite the polls that said, you know, 20 or 22 percent or something of the country thinks that America is headed in the right direction, despite the uh, really poor situation in the economy, uh, and historically people have always voted for their, with their wallets, but again, we're looking at unprecedented times here. We're looking at an unprecedented situation with the market, with uh, the the country in general, overall. So there are a lot of takeaways here, but one of them is that when the entire country's messaging system, the the one that matters, the one that reaches the most people on a daily basis, is all saying the same thing, and they're not uh, hedging their bets in any way, They're, they're saying it flat out. This is all bad. Trump bad, MAGA bad, anybody follows him bad. And not just, oh, they're wrong or, oh, their political position is wrong. No, the people themselves are bad. So when you got out to the polling, and at first it looked like independents would sort of swing the the, the ballot towards Republicans and uh, the silent voters as well. As it turned out, it was the Democrats who were silent for the most part in those polls. And it was Republicans and Trump voters who were crushing those polls and saying, yeah, we're going to win. At least that's how it appears. Either that or the polls are just flat out wrong. And I do have some questions about that. I wonder how, for example, there was a race, um, I forget the state now, but uh, before the midterms kicked off, this the Democrat had a 2% chance of winning and, and won. And, and it wasn't even really that narrow of a margin. Um, there were a lot of candidates 
Democrat candidates who were projected to lose and lose by a fair margin and won and won by a fair margin. So there's a lot of questions there. I think we're allowed to ask questions. How could the polls have been that wrong? Well, again, it's either that there's some funny business going on, which I am not discounting, or there are other factors at play, as there usually are, in that when Democrats went and they had this in the back of their mind, or moderate Democrats or independents, they went to the polls, and all they had in the back of their mind was CNN and everybody else in the mainstream media and everybody else in education and everyone on uh, the most visible parts of social media, because those are the most promoted, saying that anybody who uh, voted for Trump or anybody who votes for Republicans this year is killing democracy and all that. It's powerful, that kind of stuff. If you're on the fence at all, you will. your brain just tends to go away from it. And uh, focusing on Trump himself right now, uh, first of all, I think we all knew he was going to declare another run. He was going to announce that he's going to run again in 2024. I think we all saw that coming. Um, I, I, it, when, when we first heard that he might announce uh, before the midterms, I was worried because if he did, then you know our chances would get even less. And isn't that interesting that the Republican Party was sort of saying the same thing? There was a lot of pressure on Trump to delay his announcement, which he did until until yesterday. And one wonders that if he had announced, say, a week before, that it would have been worse, that we not only would have lost the Senate, we would have lost the House as well, um, and maybe even by a fair margin, because it's turning out that Trump is poisoned. And the party knows it, and the party's seeing it, and they, he's the scapegoat for these midterms. And now I'm not saying that's entirely correct. I'm not saying that you blame Trump for, for the lack of a red wave. Um, because, I mean, if you really look at it, he wasn't particularly vocal uh, heading into the midterms. I mean, he was on the campaign trail and backing certain people and obviously pushing for a Republican win, but he wasn't, he was, he was actually quieter the month before midterms than I think we, he's been throughout the year. He, he, probably because he was biding his time for that announcement. But he wasn't um, saying crazy things about it until right before election started when he said things like, well, you know, if Republicans win, then it's all due to me. And if they lose, it has nothing to do with me. And when you say crazy things like that, um, it's going to reflect badly on you and on the party. Um, and I said, you know, when I made my pitch for DeSantis over Trump, it was this past summer in there, and it was around the time when everybody was, you know, Trump was still leading the, the internal Republican poll by a huge margin. Um, if you had done the, the uh, nomination right then, uh, Trump would have won by a landslide. And don't forget that uh, early in the year, DeSantis was quoted as saying that he would not run if Trump ran. And it was because he knew he did, the polls were saying he had no shot at all. Um, that has all been flipped on its head. Now, granted, it was sliding in that direction for a good portion of the year. DeSantis was catching up uh, pretty quickly. Um, and there was even one poll about a month before midterms out in Wisconsin, I think, that had de gave DeSantis the lead in the, in the uh, presidential polling. But that was pretty rare. Trump was still on top for the most part, still pretty much the leader. And just in the last week, the last seven, eight, nine days, um, you know, he's just plummeted. The, if you look at the latest odds makers betting, um, he they, he's now he now has a according to the odds makers, um, he now has a, a worse chance of winning in 2024 than DeSantis or Biden. And Trump hasn't been behind Biden uh, ever really since since Biden took took office in these polls for for 2024. Uh, those hypothetical polls 
Uh, it wasn't it wasn't a blowout, uh, but Trump was typically ahead anywhere from three to six points. Um, and now it's showing that Biden, as incompetent as he is, uh, the odds makers say he's, he would be more likely to win in an election against Trump, although he would lose to DeSantis and so would Trump. That's the odds makers uh, pick right now. Um, so the important thing to remember as we look forward, um, I had warned against people who were so blindly devoted to Trump that they wouldn't vote for anybody but Trump and that they wouldn't, um, you know, it's hard to, it's, it's, I don't want to malign the Trump followers because uh, I, I don't want it to sound as if I don't like, didn't like him as president because I did. And I don't want it to sound like all Trump followers are, you know, stark raving mad like the MSM wants you to believe. I, I know they're not. What we have to try to remember is that there are certain battles you cannot win. And Trump was always going to be a battle that you can't win. And they made it that way. Um, you can say that that's admitting defeat. You can say that that's a cowardly way out if you want you're still going to lose. Um, if you keep pushing for Trump, if you keep saying that it's Trump or die, you will not win in 2024. Um, reg regardless, honestly. I mean, there, there are, we've, had, we've seen plenty of experts saying that the only Republican who could lose in 2024 is Trump. By the time 2024 rolls around, you get two more years, the media will have had two full years to rip him to shreds. They've been doing it pretty assiduously up to this point, but that now that he's announced, now that he's confirmed he's running again, they are going to amp up the, the, the anti-Trump insanity to just monumental levels. I mean, they will just start teaching in school that this man is evil. Um, as wrong as that is, you're not going to stop it. You, you're not. You can scream about it all day on Twitter and Facebook and whatever. It's, it's not going to change anything. The powers that be do not want him to be president, hence he will not be president. Um, and again, you are just asking for all kinds of craziness with, with balloting and stuff, and there's going to be more problems. You're going to, when he loses, people are going to go up, they stole it again. Look, here's the thing. One of the reasons why I said you go for DeSantis is because he's much less of a lightning rod. He's far less likely to cause these kinds of uh, uh, schisms in the country. Trump is so widely hated by the left that it's scary to think of what they would do to keep him out of office. They're already, Democrats already just, they sued or they made some sort of legal move to keep him from running, which you saw happening. But frankly, it's in their best interest that he runs now. So you might see less pushback from, from Democrats in D.C., but you're still going to see the full-on uh, assault on Trump and his followers coming up within the next, you know, obviously next year or two. Um, and the way to avoid this is to go for somebody like DeSantis. Look, he's not that much different than Trump. If you're looking to get somebody in office in D.C., and let's, let's face it, let's face it, way better than Biden, right? And way better than any Democrat. Let, let's start there. Let's start with the basics. 
Now, I don't particularly like Mike Pence. I don't think he'd be very good. Again, probably still better than any Democrat, although I, he, I don't think he'd be very effective. DeSantis, on the other hand, I think is exactly who we need at this point. And he will push. Look at, look at what he did in Florida. He recently said, just either yesterday or today, that um, Florida is the blueprint for what Republicans need to be doing to take back control in D.C. and to really take back sanity in this country, to reclaim it, because we need to. Um, take a look at what he's done in that state. I mean, he's turned a traditionally, historically purple state into just full-on red. And it was really him. I mean, it was it, it's him. There's not much else to attribute it to. And they did this the right way. They campaigned the right way. They, they got people behind them in the right way. And if you took that and spread it out nationwide and said, this is how we, we think things should be done, this is... This is how we do the campaigning. I guarantee that works much better than trying to cram Trump down their throats again. You're just going to create more unnecessary division. When we have someone who's perfectly good in DeSantis that will do everything, pretty much everything that Trump would do, maybe in a less bombastic manner. Um, I mean, if you wrote down the principles and the, uh, uh, the topics that of Trump and DeSantis, and you said, okay, they, they, this is what Trump says, this is what DeSantis says, this is what, this is where they stand on this issue, this is where they stand on this issue. They're not much different. They're really not. Uh, they may not like each other very much right now, and I don't care about that. Um, it, it might stand in the way of a DeSantis-Trump ticket, but let's face it, I think everybody knew that Trump's ego would not allow him to play second fiddle, and he's probably not going to. Um, my hope is that when he realizes he's, he really doesn't have a great chance of securing that nomination, he'll just bow out. I, we don't need him in the political sphere. Um, we, we just don't. It's, it's hindering our chances of getting this country back. I know to Trump fans that sounds ridiculous, that he's the only one who can save us. I, I don't understand that sentiment when we have perfectly solid candidates that would back Trump on just about every topic. They would just do it in a slightly different way, and they're not as divisive, and they're not saying quite the insane things on social media that, frankly, are pretty insane. Um, and again, he's old. He's old. Donald Trump is old. Biden is old. Pelosi's old. These guys are old. We need younger people in there regardless, you know. Um, and it'd be interesting to see, I don't know, uh, DeSantis versus Newsom or something. But... We do need young blood in there. I think most people can agree with me on that. I think everybody can agree with me on that. Um, Trump will be quite old by the time he runs again. And you think he's going to go those four years just perfectly fine? He's not in great physical condition. I Look, it's time for the young blood to take over. DeSantis has proven in Florida that his method works. There's no reason to ignore that and say, no, just Trump, 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 and ignore what's happened in Florida when that could happen in the entire country if we back the right guy. You want to get the toxic wokeness that endangers our children out of schools. You want to get a, a functioning border back. You want to get the markets back flowing in a decent direction. You want to get spending under control. You want to get more of an America first attitude back. You will go with DeSantis. You will go with that Republican. You will go with that slate. It doesn't have to be Trump for those things, all those things that you want. He, Trump is not the only one. 
Who wants those things? DeSantis wants those things too. Several Republican leaders want those things. And we have to go, we have to live in reality. And we have to accept where we are. We have to accept that we are in a world and in a country that uh, where all the, hu- the the immense amount of power that's in D.C., that's in the reporting, that's in journalism, if you can call it that, that's in social media, that's seen uh, every single day by every single person in the country pretty much, when they are basically saying we're not going to allow this man to be president, which is very clear, the answer to that is not to uh, stand up and go, screw you, I'm voting for him anyway, it's Trump or die. I know you think that's courageous. I know you think that that's, uh, you know, not bowing, buckling to the pressure and caving and all that. But um, it's that's not what that is. That's just rashness and stupidity and cowardice at that point. It really is cowardice because you're not facing the fact. You can't face the fact that he's not going to win and you're just going to vote for him and still lose. So what? So what? You can complain again that the, the, the voting didn't go your way? What's the point when you have a better chance of getting everything that you stand for, everything that America should stand for, back in the White House, just without Trump's name attached to it? Um, so, you know, discretion is the better part of valor. We've all heard that. It makes sense. In a wartime situation, it certainly makes sense. I think that's what we are in. It's sort of like a civil war. And discretion being, we have to have some discretion in regards to Trump. That's where the discretion comes into play. Where we accept that he is not the best chance for us to get control away from the whack jobs. From the far left radicals. From the racists, which they all are. From the the woke trans insanity. If you want to sort of pull back from the brink, at least a little, you have to accept that the situation is this. They do not want Trump to be president. They will not allow him to be president. He will not be president. And it's not because you won't vote for him. It's not because there's not a lot of people who won't vote for him. It's because there's a whole lot more people who won't vote for him. He won't. He just won't work. Because they will have, they, again, they've got two years. You cannot believe what they will do in two years. I mean, by the time you get to the start of 2024, I mean, they'll have, I mean, they are already painting Trump as Hitler, but that, that, that'll be, he'll be worse than Hitler by then. That is very difficult to combat. And here's the thing. If he was our really, if he was our only option, and there really wasn't anybody better out there, and I, and we all thought he was the best choice, I would say, yeah, we all need to stand up and fight. But he's not. There's no reason to bash our head against this giant brick wall for no reason. We can get what we want and we can get it without Donald Trump. We need to acknowledge that and realize that well before 2024 kicks into place. We, we cannot allow voting to start again and go into another campaign thinking that it's got to be all Trump or nothing. I mean, you look at the midterms, even though it's, I don't agree that it's all Trump's fault that there was no red wave. Uh, I will say he did have an impact, and it was a negative one. We have to admit that at least. That without him, without the term Trump-backed candidate, I, I, I really do believe it would have been a much heftier majority in the House. We probably would have gotten the Senate, because that was very close. It's a seat or two. So you remove Trump from this. You take him away. 
And almost everyone, every political insider, every expert on these matters, they all say the same thing, which is if you took his influence out of the, out of the equation for midterms, we would have done better. So that being the case, why on earth would we run him for president? So that's all I really wanted to say. I, I'm, I, I know I have a whole bunch of people who, just, who are still just Trump or die. Um, the bottom line is you, you will be mm, weeded out. I know you don't want to hear it. I know it's wrong. I know it's not fair. I'm well aware of all these things. I, I agree with you. I'm not saying Trump was a bad president. I'm not saying he would be a bad president. What I'm saying is that he's not our best chance to wrest control away from people who are destroying this country. We have to, that has to take priority. The priority has to be getting the nut job racists and insane people out of Washington. And we need people back who are, you know, care about the economy and care about the, the border and care about lives, you know, pro-life and all. We, we, if we're going to get any sense of morality and saneness back, that need, the only way to do it is to focus on our best chances, our best odds. Our priority needs to be to go down that path, regardless of really who it's with. And really, I mean, there's there, there's not a lot of arguments I can think of that say no to DeSantis. Why? What, what's the problem? I, I, you know, you may not agree with every single thing he says, but it's pretty close for me. Um, and there are a whole lot of uh, conservatives and, and right-wing individuals in Florida who love this guy. Um, and again, you are looking at a seismic historic shift in that state. That is no small matter. That's a big state and an important one. And it was in many areas leaned heavy blue. And you put this guy in and all of a sudden this massive change comes about. That is not something to be dismissed. And I think it's just important to remember where we, we need to focus on our priorities. Discretion is the better part of valor. Understand where we are. Understand that if you pick a horse in a race, right, doesn't matter, doesn't really matter what you think of him. If that horse happens to be weighed down with an extra 100 pounds on his back, he ain't going to win. And that extra 100 pounds is coming from the media just heaping piles of, of filth on top of Trump. And that's what's going to happen. Whether it's right, whether it's wrong, whether it's true, whether it's false... I'm telling you all that's irrelevant. It's still going to have an impact, just like it had an impact before midterms. You can't stop that. So, in order for us to get what we want, in order for us to get a country that is actually has a chance of functioning again without cracking and falling apart, you need to we need to get our priorities straight. We need to realize the best path to it, to the White House, to reclaiming our sanity. In order to do that, that path can be forged by somebody other than Trump and should be forged by somebody other than Trump because they're not going to let Trump walk down that path. So, that's it for me. I hope I didn't offend too many people. I wasn't trying to offend them. I'm trying to help them. I'm trying to open their minds just a little bit to the idea that, um, you know, it's possible, just possible, that your blind Trump devotion is actually hurting your overall goal of getting the country back. You know, it might not seem to gel in your head. That doesn't make much sense to you, but if you, you got to think about it. you got to separate these two things. Your priorities for your country and your love of Trump. Really, you got to pick one.
because they're not going to let you have both. Frankly, I think I'm going to have to go with the country on this one. Um, so that's it for me. Um, uh, I, I do appreciate you listening as always. Um, 2024 will be more important than ever now that we uh, don't have you know control of both the House and Senate, and the House is still iffy. Um, so it's, again, more important than ever to to get out there and, and get things back in order and get things away from Biden, whether he runs or not, doesn't matter. Uh, no Democrat should be allowed in there at this point. That party is just toxic garbage, um, and that's what they spread, and it's what they do. Um, but if you take a look at midterms, there's a whole lot of people who don't believe that. So in order for that to change, we need an instrument of change. Trump is not the instrument of change, I don't believe. I believe that's DeSantis. So that's my pitch for today. I appreciate you listening as always, and I will see you again next week. Thank you.